0: All right, uh, hello everybody. This is Josh, also known as uh, Yeshu, and you're tuning into Tiulai Talks, episode ten. Like this is actually like the tenth official episode uh, that we have right now, so you know it's a perfect milestone uh, right here. And uh, today we have GTA-based uh, rapper Dex Ray, who recently released a project wow. a while back called uh, Patchwork uh, Capsule. He has a variety of like dope singles and interesting stories to tell. So, Dexray, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm. And uh, I don't know if you mm-hmm. want to tell like the people more about yourself, like in a sense too. Like aside, like from the rapping, like what else do you do? Like what is like Dexray like? So,
1: um, yeah, aside from music, what I'm doing is I actually work with artists um, in a cooperative business. And what we do is we help artists uh, throw their own events, do their own shows. We actually got a show coming up in about uh, six or seven days or so. Uh, so definitely peep that as well, too. Well, I mean, by the time this drops, I don't know. I think the show might be done. But, uh, yeah, we do shows quarterly. Um, we also do a, a sort of development camp for newer artists that are coming into the game, uh, students. Uh, and we teach them both music as well as, like, engineer work. Um, and also, just how to be uh,
0: successful
1: in the, uh, in twenty twenty.
0: Yeah, now that's uh, very interesting in that sense too. Like, just like with the whole like concert series with the studio, like and helping out like the community, like in a sense too, to get artists like out of like, the woodwork and like showcase their music. It's very interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's really all about just making that community first and, and supporting that community and, and being able to really use that as something to stand on. I think artists are kind of too, I wouldn't say divided, but there needs to be a little bit more um, access given. I think that we, we were too closed off, especially in the GCA, especially in, in Toronto, I think. Uh, an open channel where they can express themselves and collaborate and, and work together is much more important than just um than just not doing that.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, no doubt. And you know, I want to get into part one of this whole like podcast episode. And so I just want to start off with um so where did you grow up and what was it like for you growing up in that area? Um so I grew up in saga. Uh
1: it was cool. Like I moved around in Saga a lot. So I was in like uh but I was pretty much in the metal area my entire life. And yeah, it was pretty cool. Like um it was pretty much me and my my three brothers and my mom and my stepdad in like this one one apartment and we were there for a little bit and then we moved, ended up moving around Milton when I was like 17, 18. But growing up it was really cool because um it was just it was what it was whatever really like, it wasn't really anything spectacular
0: um you know yeah yeah, no doubt, and so like from like birth until like now like it was like a very good experience just like growing up in like both areas like going to school and all that type <laughs> of stuff
1: I mean like <laughs> it is what it is like people like you know kids do their thing and we get involved with certain things sometimes we just and some certain things we shouldn't but you know, overall, i say, like, a lot of my experiences really helped shape how I view things. And, yeah, like, I, like there weren't really a lot of negatives, but there are definitely some, uh, there are definitely some shit that, you know, I kind of talk about in my music, um, things that we went through and shit. But for overall, like, I have no real, like, I don't really have a lot of negative stories to share, or at least I don't dwell on them so much, you know? I really kind of, like, look towards more of the positive things um but i i keep the negatives in mind you know so that way it's like a reminder of of being grateful for what you have you know
0: yeah no doubt and i know like mississauga like they have like a lot of like well-known artists with party next door with (laughs) junior t with like nana goody and like you know ram riddles and like the list goes on but like you know even like mississauga like growing up was it well-known as, like, an industry end or just, like, as a community where uh, people would just nah, showcase it, it wasn't something
1: like that. Nah, I mean, like, aside from Party and, like, uh, J.D. era, like, for, for those who remember him, too, like, he, he's dope, too. It wasn't really like that. But now, like, you're starting to see more people come up. I think, like, the first couple of people who were popping up was, like, um, John River. You know, like, he was doing his thing. He's still doing his thing, too. Uh, shout out to that man. But, yeah, it was more... It, it's been more so just small, up, like, come-ups here and there. But nothing really, like, as big as party, I would say. And not really, like, a collective movement. But I'm starting to see the slow change in that. Like, we start starting to have a lot more saga artists coming up. Like, the ones you mentioned, uh, Fame Holiday and uh, Norman bunch of other artists, rappers, singers that are starting to pop up in Saga and shit. And it's dope. I'm excited to see the landscape of music and where it's going uh, for that particular area. There's a lot of dope artists from Saga period, a lot of dope producers, a lot of dope engineers, a lot of dope songstresses, songwriters. And I think now that, honestly, I think now that there's more of a foundation and there's more people um, who were putting out stuff and people who did pave the way for us, like Party um i think now more than ever we're starting to see a large uh i don't want to say resurgence because it's just it's. i think this is the first time we've ever seen this uh, a large wave of, of, of artists and talent coming out of mississauga and i'm, I'm excited for it
0: no doubt no doubt and yeah like, I, I don't know, like, even like in Milton too, like, I don't know if they're like still like big in music. Like, I know, like, <laughs>
1: I mean, like, I sleep here. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. Like, I sleep here. It's like 10 minutes from Saga. So, it's like, I look at it like the burbs to Saga, to be honest. Like, but I'm back and forth. I'm probably gonna be touching Saga today again. Like, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in and out of the city, but I'm probably moving back, like, probably end of this year, to be honest. So, I can't really speak on the talent from here, but I I can say that they're just people from Saga. They just moved up the street, you know? So,
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, whatever money, like, you have, you know, like, you got to find somewhere nice, you know? Like, I know, like, everyone, like, from Toronto and, like, other areas, like, they're moving out, like, north or out west, you know? Because, like, you know, prices, like, nowadays, too, for a house, it's crazy.
1: Bro, yeah, yeah. uh, They need to fix that shit, for real
0: yeah nah. I definitely know what you mean, and so I don't know if you had like uh introduction to music at first to like what made you like get into music in that sense
1: like honestly i've been I've been into music since I was like a kid, like since I was like eight, like I sung in a choir when I was younger, um I think the school choir, and kind of just was my thing um admittedly when I was younger I didn't really take it too too serious because I I liked it because I was good at it but then it didn't really I didn't really I wasn't really interested in it like that until I really hit high school and then from there I started diving more into just like hip-hop specifically I think like the first like albums I purchased I think my aunt bought me the Eminem show um, and like the uncensored version, too. I don't know why she did that. I was like nine or ten or some shit. Um, uh, whenever it came out, I can't remember when it came out, but I was like around that age nine or ten ish. And she bought me the Eminem show. And then I, I remember getting an Outcast TV from my auntie. And then, yeah, it was pretty much just me like listening to Eminem Outcast. Um, like it was both, I, I think it was the. The love below project and then speaker box project that that uh, came out like I, I really just dig that kind of stuff and then i was into akon for a, a, the longest time which like introed me to ludicrous and styles p and whatnot and then from there it kind of i just kept, went underground for a bit i like i like a lot of kinds of music to be honest like i really enjoy uh different genres different types of music but hip-hop was the first
0: yeah no no doubt and you know, at a certain point in your life, did you start, like, making uh, music on your own, like, in that sense, too? And, like, what inspired you to make music now?
1: Yeah, like, I um, started when I was, like, 14. And I was just freestyling and, like, writing here and there. And then I think around, like, like middle of the high school, Chris, when I started taking it more seriously. And I did battle raps here and there. I got beat in battle raps here and there. Um, but yeah, I just, it was just my thing. It was always my thing. And then, um, I guess what inspired me was like just the challenge of it. Cause like singing and doing all that kind of stuff was whatever to me, you know, it was like, cool. Something you do either good or you're not, you can train your vocals here and there, but like rap was something where you really had to think outside the box in order to be creative, you know, like you really had to, you really had to sit there and think, yo, how do I wow these people with the next of words that are coming out of my mouth. So um that that excited me that that really wanted like that really made me want to pursue this thing further just the challenge of it uh and music in general just it being something challenging to make a successful career out of so I think that's what really pushed me to 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 start it and keeps pushing me just being able to say I was I accomplished something that was difficult you know I mean something that you know not many people can do um, and I think that's what kind of inspires me I think it's what kind of keeps me going um, that and just making things with people like seeing other people make dope things working with other people and getting their projects out and their ideas out too um, it's 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 both it's yeah. both creative
0: and it's also like you know what I mean it's it's like therapeutic yeah yeah, no doubt like when you mentioned like battle rap and all that like I like remembered like that whole like aspect of battle rap in Toronto like and like everywhere else in the GTA with like the schools with you know K- K- KOTD like King of the Dot and all that like I almost slipped yeah. up right there King of the Dot Um, also like you know certain areas like that would have like these battle rap moments like you would have to, like, watch them on YouTube to see, like, random moments. Like, I think there was this uh, guy who said, like, you know, I would beat Bishop Brigante and all that. You're, like, a fake Bishop Brigante. And then this random guy, like, who looked like him said, my name is Bishop Brigante and and Don Brigante and all that. Well, it's, like, my last name, Brigante, but then it led to a fight. Um, the same guy also, the same guy that got beat up also did, like, a battle rap in, like... Um, I think Alexandra Park in Toronto too, and then oh shit yeah, yeah, and there was like yeah, some iconic. Yeah. and there was like some crazy iconic moments you know in Toronto too, like in, in Brampton, actually, um I don't know if you watched the Tory Lane's uh, battle rap by any chance,
1: yeah, I remember when he was a kid, like he he used to battle he battled like uh, tech rhymes, he's Toby now, that artist he battled
0: yeah um but
1: yeah, I remember that shit, yeah.
0: Like, it was, you know just like I mean? a, it was just, like, a crazy moment at that time, too. And then, like, um, even, like, Atlanta, like, you know, I was, like, watching uh, Black's uh, battle raps. Um, there was, like, I think a 15-minute clip where he actually battled, like, Young Fug, like, at that time, too. And, like, they were, like, in high school, like, me, early 2010. So that was, yeah. like, <laughs> a moment right there, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. True, true. So what would you say would be, like, your favorite favorite, like, battle raps of, like, all time, whether it's, like, Indie or like mainstream mother other.
1: Um, honestly, the one battle between Daylight and who is he battling? I can't even remember who was battling, like. but he had this one crazy setup in this punchline where he was talking like he's talking about how he spits out a razor. He's like, "Yo, it's like spit out my mouth like the razor come out, you get another cut and another cut." it looked like the seatbelt don't work and I'm trying to buckle up. And I was like, oh, like, bro, the the way he came off with that whole delivery and that scheme was crazy. It's crazy. It's one of my favorite things. And I think, um, daylight versus, versus Tay rock. That's another crazy battle. Like, I think it's one of my top five craziest battles ever. Um, daylight's a monster, but yeah, I I, like, you know what I mean? I think I, 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 I wish to see more of that in Toronto too. I think, um, I think uh we need to get some I think having more people coming from the states and battling our league will help sharpen our competitors in that league too um I think I think we need
0: more of that for ourselves yeah yeah um as far yeah. as like for me too um I'd say my favorite, my favorite, like, battle raps of all time would have to be, like, the legendary like, Loaded Lux uh, battle rap versus, I think, uh, some, like, rapper, like, from out of state. Like, this is, like, when he had the tuxedo, the casket, and yeah, then, that
1: like... Was murder no, that was not murder. Sorry, that wasn't murder. Move. That was, um... Calico, I
0: think? I think, yeah, Calico, Calico. Yeah, yeah. It's Calico, and then, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was, was, like, fire. more of a, like, that bar about, like, you know, drug dealing and, you know, being, like, a lost-ass like, nigga and all that, like... That was, like, probably, like, the pinnacle of battle rap. Like, I don't think that, like, nothing can compare, like, in that sense, too, because I think when, like, Loaded Lux, like, constructed, like, that rhyme scheme and, you know, just, like, the punchlines and hard-hitting, like, flow, like, that was, like you know beyond crazy and like and his setup like you know having people wearing like all black like the dresses like him wearing like the tuxedo like during his like return to battle rap and all that like that was iconic like you could have like like buster rhymes was there like diddy was there i think q-tip was there too like i don't even know but then the reaction was just like bewildering in that sense too and then um i think um sue surfs uh battle i think when he said like i'll eat bread and then me too or something like that like i think um i'd have to find that clip but that was like very like interesting as well too and then i think like this was like not even like in the leagues with like you know the black versus like young fuck young one and then the tory lanes versus um toby like those were like two dope dope ones if we're talking about like yeah. you know out of state ones and like toronto like i think yeah you know, just getting back into everything else too. so just getting into like part two, um, more into the music side. So which genres or artists were you mainly like influenced by like in your sound?
1: Honestly, like I just make what I want to make, to be honest. Um, but like I would say influencing my sound. Um I would say right now, like, Boldy James, um, Benny the Butcher, um, listening to a lot of, like, I've been listening to that Gunner Project for a while, like, like, like a good amount, I think it's dope, um, I'm kind of, like, experimenting with more melody and stuff like that now, and I'm going into that kind of direction, and I'm dropping, like, supposed to be dropping an EP next month. dropping ball. i'm sitting on like 12 so i i'm just like trying to figure out the best way on how i'm gonna put them out i was gonna do a month to month but i'm trying to like figure out if i just want to stack them and drop two at a time and like call them like a double mixtape or or a mixtape or whatever they call it whatever you want to call it but um yeah like i don't really listen to music too much when i'm working on music so it's kind of like when i'm out of that work mode i i listen to more music but i'm i've been working on stuff for for a bit right now i'm actually even writing for artists too so um that's the, both that stuff's keeping
0: me busy yeah no doubt and um would you like to work with uh, musically someday like if you had the chance um
1: danny brown
0: for sure definitely danny brown for
1: sure um The man of my work right now, like I'm, just, I'm trying to stack some records with them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of, I kind of just want to work on my stuff right now, and like I never really think about collabing too, too tough. It's always like, what I'm, I'm um, what am I trying to do right now? Like, what, what, what sound am I on right now? And it's like, I currently, I'm just in that space right now where it's like I just want to work on my own stuff, you know.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And I don't know if you have like a creative process like when you make music and like what would like a day in like making music or recording music be like for you in that sense.
1: Um yeah, I mean like I think we all do. For me, it's just really I always write, like I'm always writing. So like whatever I'm working on, like in sporadic moments, I bring that to the studio and we kind of flush those ideas out. So Working on a couple of songs right now. Like I'm writing a couple of songs right now, um, and I'm supposed to be recording some of them tomorrow. I'm hooking up with my engineer and producer. Um, well, one of my engineers and producers. Like he's a a guy I work with every so often. So we're gonna cook up some stuff and see what we we get out of that. But um, process wise, like I really just I, I write a lot and I kind of make sure just to always have something to talk when I'm when I gotta go do
0: something. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, when I was, like, searching your music during that time, like, I think, um, like, when I found out more about you, like, I was, like, finding out, like, for my playlist back in, I think, October or November. And, you know, I found it, like, Patchwork Capsule and then the single. So when talking about, you know, Patchwork Capsule, like, what's, like, the creative process and inspiration for making it?
1: Um, I was bored in my house in the beginning of quarantine. I'm like, all right, let me just slap some records together. Um nah nah, but i i I ended up writing the whole uh, my I ended up writing the whole uh the whole project about in a week or so a week or week two weeks, and then took about a month and a bit to record and get edited and all that kind of stuff before we put it out um so that was really just me trying to see like test sounds and whatnot and play with some stuff um and the single I've released since then is more of a solid version of like the sound I was looking to to move towards and I'm liking the reception on it so far so I think we're we're gonna keep going in that direction
0: yeah yeah, no doubt and you know you had wicked uh you had I think uh this other single that I'm trying to find in my mind and then don't lie actually so when talking about like those three singles like what inspired you to make them
1: just working on stuff <laughs> like I just I'd be working on records so it's not really like a yo like the stars aligned or whatnot no, I just I was just working on records some of them I just I just threw out just to see what would happen like in my mind I didn't really think would would catch like that um it's doing it did decent you know what I mean the um, wicked wicked actually for me wicked I wasn't even gonna put out in my Just like not stop see how it works see what happens and yeah, I think it's like my biggest song right now, so
0: yeah, no doubt. And I know I didn't really ask this question, but um, how did you uh form like the studio by any chance? Like, when did you decide on like co-founding like co-founding like studio and all that? Um, that was like a group decision
1: that was done in April, I think April 21st or something like that, around April 20 20th-ish or whatever. And that was a me. Oh man again that was me and um, a couple of artists in the city I think like we had like 11 founding members to start with that studio and the idea was just to basically make a studio that like gives artists as much as they need the support they need um, to really make something of themselves in the industry so it's not just a studio it's we have a uh, production R marketing um, PR all that type of stuff and we're just building up the pieces together right now but yeah it was just really trying to make sure that artists had a place to go and work and connect and build
0: yeah yeah no because it's like actually like very interesting like when you talked about it because we don't see like a lot of that like in toronto like nowadays aside just from like typical like studios like sometimes they'll be in conjunction of having like a photo studio in like a recording studio so like midnight studios for example or it'll just be like a plain studio like um, major music or all these other like music studio, like all these other like studios in the city. But then when talking about yours, you know, like I could like find it, find it from like other sources like you, that kind of do something like sort of like similar to, but I do feel like having more of those like should be the plan, you know, just for helping people like music wise, just in PR, just in branding, just in having like a spot for people to work on. And yeah.
1: Yeah. Honestly, it's, I think that's the main, um, the main focus. To be honest, like having that background, or sorry that that um that foundation that backing. Um, honestly, we 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 have this thing where we're like, yo, we're just trying to turn the GTA into Atlanta, because like we just want all the studios to be connected. I feel like Atlanta has a good representation of what it looks like to have a solid industry with a solid foundation and and a framework that people can work work within uh i don't think we have that for like the the gta i think we have it for toronto i think that's a whole scene out there but it's like there's so many parts that get left out and we're trying to like catch that up and shit you know
0: yeah yeah, no doubt and i think uh, we're getting into part three right now but then i forgot something about part one um i don't know if you've had like any other like interesting like experiences or stories like in your life that you want to talk about like i don't know if you've had like a crazy story that you want to share with people and all that or like it's been like tame so far it's been i mean it's a bunch of stuff but we like we let it through let it come out through the music you know what i
1: mean we let it go out through our channels and whatnot um yeah so much as i can say about that
0: <laughs> yeah no doubt i truly understand and we're gonna have to find more for the music you know so yeah 100 yeah yeah so getting into part three right now and you know it's interesting right now in this climate because everything's like almost opening up in toronto um mask mandates are going to be like removed i think on march 21st i think and then yeah lots of like like festivals and events are coming back tourism's going to be like very big um i don't know what you're, what are your thoughts on that like on things opening up again like in toronto i think it was good i like I honestly don't have much faith in this government.
1: So like Ford is is Ford. So if we get um if we actually get that when we're expecting to get that, that'd be great. I'd definitely like to see Carabana open up this year and all these other parties open up this year, you know, make it easier for us to do our, our thing, you know, like the events that we're throwing and shit. So hopefully that's the case. I, I don't have much faith in what this man says though. Well, so
0: yeah, yeah, no doubt. And, you know, even with, like, a lot of concerts and festivals, too, nowadays, you know, just, like, there's some that were, like, recently opened, like, the Amine show, titled the Creator, like, they came by t- to Toronto. Now, yeah. I think it's, like, a whole lot of other stuff, too, with Conway, with um, Action Bronson, some R&B singers. Oh, Action coming out? Uh, yeah, he's coming, oh, I good. think, uh, like, later in May with Earl Sweatshirt and Boldy James. Like, they're doing... Oh, that's fire. Like, yeah so they're going to be performing at um drake's uh, new venue in toronto so that's going to open up uh i know um veld's going to be like very big like as ever with like Gunna and like Pology coming by and like, coil array and then i think like some festivals like up north like out like east you know with montreal and ottawa like uh uh, Oceaga, Oceaga, and then also uh, RBC Blues Fest, so like that's gonna be big too. Um, as sure. far as like other like hip hop shows, I know like um Saba's gonna come through to Toronto, um, I think Little Sims and then Dave, uh, like the UK route, and then a whole lot of yeah. other stuff. So if you want to check those out, like go to Ticketmaster or go to like some promoters page, you know, so for sure, yeah, but like. In your opinion, do you feel like Toronto will go back to what it was, like, before, like, March of 2020, like, when uh-huh. everything was just already all right? Or do you feel uh-huh. like it needs time?
1: It's it's not going to go back. Like, it's, it's going to be, like, admittedly, it's probably going to be, like, a close resemblance to what it was before, but, like... The, with the whole mandate and all that kind of stuff happening, I don't think it's gonna go back to the exact same thing that it was before. I think this is a new normal we gotta ju- adjust to, and hopefully it's for the better. Hopefully we we come out of this and approach things differently. I already see it around the city. I already see people like you know different talks and different business ventures and business opportunities popping up, and and all sorts of new blossoming, blossoming, um, <laughs> blossoming. My bad, entrepreneurship. That's like coming throughout the city. So I don't think it's going to be the same, but I think it's a good start. Like, hopefully, it could be a good start to something new.
0: Yeah, no, nah, I definitely know what you mean, too. And then I think also, um, like, when COVID actually did happen, like, I don't think people really cared as much about like the deaths going on, like, with people dying from COVID because some could be from complications or from that va- or from the vaccine at certain points. Like, some people might have died you know, from certain issues from the vaccine. We don't know yet, but that's just the like, state of, like, the thing. But I have seen more people actually die from, like, suicides, overdoses, and, like, even just, like, businesses being lost. Like, not people that I know, but, like, from what I've seen from, like, you know, from a friend of a friend or from, you know, people talking on Twitter. So, like, that's kind of, like, what COVID had happened, like, rather than, like, the actual, like, dev. So... but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just like what I have to say for a bit too um, I'm not saying that like there have there wasn't deaths like related to COVID but there were more people dying from like other stuff and businesses being lost too so that's just kind of like what you had to say what I had to say for a bit so <laughs> mm-hmm. but yep. uh moving on um the Russia versus Ukraine situation you know it's affecting Russia like completely with everything being shut down with you know Putin like losing support and with families like losing their loved ones and people dying like in, in Ukraine so and like even like with the whole like immigration status for you know refugees and people of color like living in in Ukraine like not being able to access like, the areas but like in your opinion in that sense too like what are your thoughts on the Russia versus Ukraine situation
1: like the war um uh, bro there's a lot of there's a lot of, of thoughts i have on it um honestly we just need to make sure that we're like i i we need to make sure that we're taking care of our our people first and foremost here um i think the u.s needs to stay the fuck out of this i think nato i think nato needs to or NATO really needs to stay out of this. And I think the European countries need to really figure yeah. out what, what they're going to do with this situation. Um, if I, I don't believe Russia would stop it, Ukraine, I think I think it's going to be something that becomes much deeper than that. But hey, the way I look at it is either or I can't control any of this. So I, 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 I try not to to ponder on it too tough, but definitely make sure that we are showing support for those who are fighting for their lives in ukraine and definitely making sure that we we donate to any causes that are directly helping these people um yeah as much as i can say on
0: that yeah no it's kind of like what i would agree with too like you know just like focus on like what's going on like right here and all that um just even with the economy that like, that's trying to go back to normal in that sense too but i do feel like we should stand in solidarity with ukraine like just based on that situation um i know just like with what's going on with like western like businesses and products you know just like blacklisting like russia everything i think it's just like the bare minimum minimum right now and not something that you know people are taking seriously as much to you know aside well, from i mean
1: i mean it's more than blacklisting like there's there's a ton of sanctions on on russia right now like their economy is getting really taking a hit i think the rouble's down to like a thou i think it's like i don't know how many points it's it's dropped but it's it's values dropped uh russian people can't even withdraw more than ten thousand dollars at a time in any currency in the country so they're they're definitely it's definitely affecting them but yeah yeah i think um it's just difficult. It's just a difficult thing to to, to 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 work on um, in terms of just, like, solution, because like, I, I'm not a politician. I don't, I don't know the best solution in this matter. One hand, if you do lend assistance that could start World War III. Another hand, if you just let things be as they be, uh, Russia might take Ukraine. Now, Ukraine has been doing a great job fighting back, but there's still being there's still loss of life here um and that's i think the most uh upsetting part is just the loss of life um i i think yeah yes yeah, yeah. i think we just need to stand with solidarity with what they're doing with what's going on right now in ukraine stand in solidarity with with ukrainians and just hope this ends soon
0: yeah no i definitely know what you mean too and just moving on to like a lighter note too. Um, I don't know if you've seen like the genius documentary like on Netflix by any chance.
1: Yeah, I, I I watched like the first episode. Um, I gotta watch the second and third, but I'm just like working on stuff. So when I get the chance, I kinda like, you know, take back and, and check it out here and there. I, I it may I will say that it's made me appreciate Kanye and where he like his his whole struggle and and the amount of effort it's taken him to to get to where he is now um and his humble beginnings you know what I mean it was, it's it's dope to see
0: yeah I definitely know what you mean I mean I watched all three episodes and like you know it is like an exciting journey like from start to the end um I don't want to give out like any like spoilers like in that sense too like even though it's like already like in public record but I do feel like you know it gets more deep into the change of Kanye like in that sense too and you know we can even talk about like just like with his new project coming up Donda 2 um I don't know if you've listened to the first Donda by any chance but I don't know if you yeah. like. so do you feel like Donda 2 will be up to par with Donda or do you feel like it's just a different sound I mean
1: isn't it coming out on that stream player thing first and foremost
0: uh yeah, with the stem player yeah, but yeah, I think I'm, I'm not gonna get it. I'm not <laughs> gonna get it.
1: So I'm not gonna know until it comes out on streaming services. To be honest, um, man, he's the goat. Like you know, he's he, he's one of the greatest. I personally, just a couple records that I'm not really a fan of, but like, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is one of the best albums of all time. So you know, it's that. Um yeah other than that i'm probably not gonna listen to it
0: to be honest yeah I, i understand like i know like with me um i do feel like with the stem player like it is like a great like marketing source in that sense too but bad you know within the general fan base like right now of kanye fans because i know some people are just like college students or just people wanting to save money and they'd rather get it from spotify than anything else too or apple music but I do feel like it helps with Kanye, like, in that sense, too, of attaining ownership and attaining, like, funds in that sense. You know, just it's just kind of similar to, you know, buying something off Bandcamp in that sense, too, like, even without, like, the whole, like, physical, like, product, you know, you're buying music, you know, you're supporting the artists, like, throughout the way, and, like, they receive those funds. It's not going to be from a label that comes to a PR company that comes to management you know it's gonna come straight to the artist in that sense too but i think even with Kanye's situation he might have to share some with the management but i don't think like death i mean, like he's a millionaire so well i mean he's value, he's worth a billion
1: yeah i i like just yeah artists have been selling shit for time the player is cool though like I, I fuck with like the idea like you get the stems and shit but like yeah it's,
0: it's other than the, the the player itself like it's just You know another product he's selling. Yeah, no, no doubt. And you know, just like even talking about like music right now. So, what are your thoughts on like the current like mainstream scene today? Like on like what's like relevant right now? Um, do you like it or you're not like a fan of it? Like in that, baby's on a
1: fucking hot streak. Baby, the baby's the baby's a fucking problem. Like he he he's on a really good streak right now. I think if he's able to get two more solid projects under his belt, I think he's gonna be like gold status, real shit. Like like two or three more solid projects. Like if he can hit like a Kanye run where he's doing like like three back to back to back projects and they're all like just just classic, he's he's goaded for real. Like him, Lil Durk is, is really making moves. Uh fuck with Nardo Wick. There's a lot of it's dope. Like I like the scene of where it is right now because a lot of mainstream shit it's very, it's much more diverse. You have like all a bunch of different sounds. Like trap is really, really at an at a all time high as usual. Um, you got Boom, the resurgence of Boom Bap again with, with Benny the Butcher and Griselda in general. I'll fuck with the entire movement. It's one of my favorite resurgences I've seen so far. And then you got the younger crowd who are fucking with hyper pop and all this type of next shit. So I think music honestly is in a really good place. Um, I think it's just been progressively getting better Uh, even though there's a lot more of it in terms of just saturation there's still a lot of gems that are being made and I think if we continue to nurture the artists and shit that are coming through um, and and, and really providing opportunities for young talent to thrive and and succeed I think we're just going to get more dope shit
0: yeah I definitely know what you mean and I don't know if we can equate that to the Toronto GTA music scene. Like right now, like how do you feel about it at the moment? Do you feel like there should be some improvement or you feel
1: like it's It's cool? Like I think niggas are just lazy to be honest. Like there's a, there's a a couple of really, really dope artists. There's a bunch of, there's a lot of really dope artists from Toronto. I just think that like, it just it's 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 just shitty that like a lot of these dope sounds that are being made, they gotta go to the states first. Um for, for Toronto, we're really still stuck on like one type of sound. And I think we have so much we have so much more room for 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 more. We have a lot more room to just expand with what we're currently doing. And a lot of artists are doing it, but I think there just needs to be more of a focus on from the blogs, from the blogs and their perspectives on on that type of sound and that type of music although we got dope shit do we just dropped some dope shit um north side benji's been killing it you know what i mean and and we got and all those artists in that lane they've been doing their thing but i think there needs to be more focus on other shit that the artists do like for me it's always felt like toronto is really either like trap shit or r&b and both sides feel like unless you leave this the city and go to la or go to atlanta or go to miami you're not really moving so i think i think there needs to be a lot more work involved in order for that to not be a thing anymore i think we need to build more grassroots operations that can take us to new heights and i think the only way we're going to be able to do that is if we start working together more um and allowing ourselves to really collaborate and build as opposed to like moving separately doesn't make sense there's not enough resources to move separately like how people in the states do you know what i mean
0: yeah um, like, even in that sense, too, like, I do kind of, like, agree with what you're saying, too. I mean, Six Buzz tried to do it with the albums, but it had, like, more of a street rap perspective. Like, you don't see, like, any conscious or, like, alternative artists like on there, like, Sean Leon or a Jess Cartier and all that. Like, it's just your typical, like, Toronto street rappers. They, to they don't
1: really, they're not really trying to push, like, they're not really trying to innovate sounds. I don't think that's what Six is 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 for. I think. More yeah. of a public media outlet. But, yeah, I, they're not... I, I wouldn't... It would surprise me if Six Sixbots was trying to innovate sounds and help push different yeah. sounds to Toronto. That's, that's not really the demographic, but the fuck shit with the clout demons, as far yeah. as I'm concerned,
0: so. Yeah. I mean, there are certain people who try to do it with, like, push the wall, too, you know, having, like, street rappers and, like, people in the alternative scene, like, come by to speak more on this stuff. And the freestyles, like, it worked out for a bit, too. And then um, I know, like, if we do have it, like, maybe have, like, a street rapper, street rapper, sorry about that, we'll work with, like, more of, like, an indie alternative artist in that sense, too. So, like, you know, just, like, a Presa and Havaya Mighty, like, collab, like, that would be, like, kind of dope. Or, like, a Northside Benji and, like, Save collab. That like, that would be dope, too. Or, like... I mean, as long
1: as it sounds good, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, you know, like, having, like, more, like, Toronto-based shows so that people, like, can do, like, events and such, like, that would actually be dope, like, for the police, like, harassing them and all that, And all that. like, I do feel like those shows should, like, happen in that sense, too, and then even, you know, having, like, a Toronto-based, like, grassroots, like, label, like, as you mentioned, you know, just, like, having, you know, artists from, like, certain backgrounds, like, being a label, like, being, like, the face of Toronto, like, six bus tried it um it worked to some degree but not as like what people wanted to see but like i do feel like if you get like someone from other roots then like it'll be dope answer is
1: in another label
0: like it's it's not gonna like it we can't especially in
1: canada we can't continue to to try and emulate what's happening in the states we we don't have the same resources we don't have the same population we don't have the same access to venues so it can't be something that we've been trying for decades you know what i mean it has to be something that allows artists more opportunity, but at the same time, there has to be some sort of framework to establish and and, and connect all of these artists together. Um, it's kind of like again what we're doing, but yeah, like I I don't even think artists should be looking for the label support. If anything, they should be looking towards getting situations set up with their publishing and getting situations set up with like brand deals and shit. Them move into a label the label is just the bank you you can really realistically make a business plan go to the bank right now and get a loan for your shit you get way better interest rates you know what i mean like it's i would i I, i'm really looking forward to seeing artists take advantage of what uh of, of the opportunities and the resources that are available to canadians like our grant system is really dope in the sense where we're getting a lot of money just for the arts um and then states, I don't think like they have a system like that. So I really think it's just creating a system that best utilizes what we currently are being provided by uh, by uh, our, 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 uh, our, our, the funding bodies in Canada and making it work better for artists.
0: Yeah, no, I think I, like... I agree, kind of like in a sense too. Like I think you know, SoCan and Factor were trying to do it, but maybe like not to like a high extent. But you know, if it works, it works. You know, like hopefully Toronto or like just Canada in general will be like at a higher level, like musically. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, what's uh, next for you right now? And uh, do you have any like closing remarks that you want to say? Um,
1: bro, I just got projects I'm dropping, the shows that are popping off, we're parking level nine, we got artist development, you know, I'm just working, working, that's it. Um, I got a single drop in this month, I got a single drop in next month, I got a single drop in the month after that, so, just be on the lookout for new stuff.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And this is episode 10, uh, a very (laughs) huge milestone for TLOI, like in a way too, like TLOI Talks, and... With Dexray, thank you for coming by, speaking on your piece. And this episode's gonna be available like on all platforms when released, Spotify, YouTube, Sounder. So don't hesitate to check it out like when you like stream it. And this is Josh, also known as Yashu, signing off. Peace.